and Facebook ads, as much as I love them, they're not the, you know, the golden ticket to success. They're just a piece of the puzzle, but the strategy has to be in place. And so making sure that you understand how Facebook ads work in your strategy, what your end goal is. And then also I'll say here too, that boosting posts is not a strategy. So this is the problem with Facebook ads. Everybody thinks they know how to do them because we can all just click the boost post button or we can actually physically go into an ads manager and create a Facebook ad and put five bucks behind it. So yes, while anybody can actually take the steps and create a Facebook ad, very few know how to see an ROI. And many people on my email list and on social media ask me all the time about Facebook ads. They tell me that they've wasted so much money on Facebook ads and they're not seeing any return on their investment. That's because many people are not doing them right. And I know this because I've hired a few of them and many of those people weren't doing them right either. Luckily, I have finally found somebody who doesn't only know how to set up a Facebook ad correctly, but knows how to monitor it and track it and target it and test it to ensure that you're not just throwing all of your money away, but you're actually seeing an ROI. And her name is Monica Louie, and you are going to hear more from her in this podcast episode. But before we get to it, Monica is actually hosting a masterclass next week. If you're listening to this live, that is going to be happening next week on Wednesday, April 17th at 2 o'clock Florida time, aka Eastern Standard Time. So to join that masterclass, head to monicalouie.com slash Christina. There's going to be a couple things when you get to that site monicalouie.com slash Christina. One is a freebie, which you should grab because who doesn't like freebie? And the other one is a little button that will sign you up for this masterclass. I will link to monicalouie.com slash Christina in the show notes for this episode, but I definitely want you to be there because again, the most common question that I get asked, funny enough, it's about Facebook ads and I don't really do Facebook ads. I can do the basic stuff, but I'm like that person that will do the basic stuff and not really track or monitor or test or any of that. I will say I have gotten better and I've learned a lot from Monica. Um, when I first hired her to do my ads, so Monica does a couple of things. One, she works as an agency and she can actually just do your ads for you. Or two, she can teach you how to do them yourself if you don't have a budget to hire somebody to completely do them for you. So I have both taken her course to learn how to do them for myself, and I have hired her agency to do them for me. And I have to tell you, when I hired her agency, she was asking questions and her team was asking questions. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a really good question. Like, I would never even think of asking that, but I totally understand why you would want to ask that and why you would need that information. So like, right off the bat, I knew she was the real deal and she knew what she was talking about. Um, so you're going to love this episode with her. She's going to talk about the three biggest mistakes people make when they get started with Facebook ads. And then she's actually going to walk us through six simple steps to create a campaign. So again, I'm going to put all of this information in the show notes. So if you're driving or you're working out, you don't have to stop. You can actually get to this later on becomingmediamaven.com. Um, and that's where you can get that link, monicalouie.com slash Christina. 
so you can find out way more about Facebook ads and her masterclass, which is happening April 17th. So here is more with my friend and my Facebook ad expert, Monica Louie. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Monica, thank you so much for coming on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so glad to have you here because we have worked together in a couple of different capacities. I have been a student in your online course called Flourish, where you teach everybody the ins and outs of Facebook ads. And then I have also just said, I don't want to do this. You and your team do this for me, which you have done on both Facebook and Instagram. And it has been amazing. So before we really get into you and how amazing you are, I want to tell a story about how You are like, I think you were like the third or fourth Facebook ads expert that I hired and you put all of the ones before to shame. And like, I knew this right off the bat because you were asking me questions that none of them asked before. And it's like, I'm in a position where I don't know what I don't know. So I don't know like if, if these questions, um, made sense if I, I like, I didn't think about them. You know what I mean? So when you asked me them, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Like, why didn't the other guys ask me this? Like, you would need to know the answer to this question for me to be successful. So um, you are actually one of those people who you don't just know how to click on the right buttons, but you actually know why you're clicking on the buttons and how to turn those clicks into money for people, which is honestly rare. Like, is that a frustration of yours, how everybody thinks they can do Facebook ads just because they know what buttons to click? Well, uh, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. Um, but I mean, that is something that we see and the, that I hear that it's sad in the industry that a lot of people will hire, you know, people to run Facebook ads for them, or they think it is a matter of just knowing which buttons to click when really, you know, my team and I pride ourselves at looking at the overall strategy. What is the client's end goal? What are we trying to do with the Facebook ads? And, uh, you know, what is, are we trying to get people into a funnel? Are we trying to get people to click over through a monetized blog post to increase affiliate commissions? What are we really trying to do here? Are we just trying to, you know, get the name out there to build brand awareness. And so we look at what the client is really ultimately trying to achieve and then how we can use Facebook ads and then other strategies as well to, to, uh, make that happen. So that's why it's really important to understand, you know, more about the client. And also when we're creating Facebook ads, for our clients, then we want to be authentic in that approach. We want to make sure that we are speaking the customer's language, that we're speaking the client's language, that we are representing the client well, representing their brand well, and we want to make sure that we're really in alignment with the client and their messaging. And if everybody is listening to this live, like when the podcast first comes out, this is not the end of me and Monica talking about Facebook ads. We're actually going to be doing a live training next week. Again, if you're listening to this now at the beginning of April, mid-April. So make sure that you are, Monica, where can people go to sign up for that? Like right now, if they're listening. 
Yes, they can go to monicalouie.com slash Christina, and you will see the chance to opt in there. And if you've missed the webinar, we'll still have a free resource for you there to grab after the webinar. Okay, awesome. So regardless of when you're listening to this, go to monicalouie.com slash Christina, and I will put that in the show notes so you can get there for more Facebook action. But this episode, it's going to be super tactical. We're going to talk about the three biggest mistakes that people make when they get started with Facebook ads, and I'm sure I have made them. And then we're gonna talk about, after you're, you learn those mistakes and you are not gonna make them anymore, how you can set up a Facebook ad to convert, and not only convert, but like convert successfully. And then Monica's gonna walk you through six simple steps to create your first campaign. And then obviously, you can get more at monicalouie.com slash Christina. So Monica, let's start with the three biggest mistakes, and let's see, for fun, if I have made every single one. Okay. (laughs) So the, the first mistake, the first biggest mistake that I see people make when it comes to getting started with Facebook ads is that there is a lack of commitment. And this is really important. I mean, we know as business owners, we need to be committed to seeing a process through seeing a strategy through, we need to give it enough time in order to work. And I mean, the same goes for your Facebook ad strategy. So my clients that are the most successful are the ones that are committed to figuring out a Facebook strategy that works for them, that works for them to help achieve their goals. And they also stick with it until they figure it out until we figure it out together. Um, so the lack of commitment, a lot of times people, you know, get kind of nervous or scared about wasting money on Facebook ads. We hear that a lot. And we don't want anybody to be nervous about wasting money on Facebook ads. We want to put an end to that for one. But secondly, it does take some time. It takes some testing and um, it takes some time to give the algorithm time to understand and learn from the data that it's being fed and that it's and that it's learning as the ads are live and who is interacting with it to help you get the best results. So lack of commitment is the first biggest mistake because a lot of times people don't understand how long to give the algorithm. So they think that, you know, if they're not seeing results within a few hours, that they're just wasting their money and it's time to turn turn things off and, you know, try something else. Um, But really, it takes at least three to four days for the algorithm to learn who is engaging with the Facebook ad, what types of people it should show the ad to within the audiences that you select. And over time, we see that usually costs will start high and then they'll drop as days go on and the algorithm just gets smarter over time. So really being committed and then also understanding that testing is part of the process. We don't always hit it out of the park the first time, you know, up to bat. And so it does take some learning to and adjusting to get those great results. Okay, I've made that mistake, specifically like giving it time to work because, um, yeah, you're right. Like people do get nervous and scared about wasting money, so they're checking every day, and it makes sense that the cost would go down over time because Facebook is learning um, how to target the right people at the right times in the right places and all of that jazz. Um, So, yeah, people, if we hit it out of the ballpark first up to bat every time, then we would all be freaking rich by using Facebook ads. Like it is not that easy. So I get why that's a mistake. Okay. Guilty of that one on to number two. (laughs) So the second biggest mistake is a lack of strategy. So just being really clear 
on why you are using Facebook ads. And like we were talking about before, you know, what is the end goal? And then how can Facebook ads be a part of that strategy? People think that Facebook ads, if they learn Facebook ads, um, that that's going to be the magic button solution. That once I figure out the Facebook ad piece, then everything else is just going to fall into place. But really, you've got to have a comprehensive strategy. And Facebook ads, as much as I love them, they're not the, you know, the golden ticket to success. They're just a piece of the puzzle, but the strategy has to be in place. And so making sure that you understand how Facebook ads work in your strategy, what your end goal is. And then also I'll say here too, that boosting posts is not a strategy. (laughs) So, um, I, usually recommend against boosting posts. I know that Facebook makes it so easy to just click that boost post button. I feel like boosting posts is Facebook's uh, low hanging fruit that Facebook has made it super easy, you know, then one, two click to put some money towards your, towards your post to get more eyes on it. And they're so kind to remind you or, you know, make sure that you see that 85% Uh, this post is performing 85% better than all of your other posts on your page. So of course, don't you want to put some money behind it, but that money adds up. And so I would rather you save that money unless it really is something that you really, really, really want to get more eyes on. But usually if we're just posting something on our page, it's, um, not going to lead to our bigger overarching goal. So I would recommend saving that boosted post money that you would have spent there and put it together with a full budget to use toward a Facebook ad campaign. And then you can think more strategically because when you're boosting posts, you have fewer options. Um, There's also a lack of testing and we know that testing is super important to get those great results. So um, just make sure that you are going in with a set dollar amount that you want to invest in Facebook ads and you're creating a, a comprehensive strategy to help you achieve your most important goals. Okay. I love that you said Facebook ads are part of the puzzle. They're just a piece of the puzzle because I feel like it's kind of the same thing with like media relations, right? Like the idea of the Facebook ad is to get in front of people and then they have to take the next step, which is go to your website or wherever you're sending them. And it's like that, like when I earn clients coverage in the media, like that's to get them in front of people. And then the next step is to click back to your website or call you or whatever it is. But if we get to your website, for example, we'll use that as the example, and your website is a hot mess, then you're not going to convert and you're going to think the Facebook ad didn't work or you're going to think the media hit didn't work when like, no, it's something else after you get that exposure that's not working. Exactly. That's so true. That's so true because, you know, the Facebook ad, and we can look at this too in our analytics um, and the data that Facebook gives us, we can see how many people are clicking on the Facebook ad, but if they're jumping off the landing page, if they're not converting once they get there, then we know to look at the issue with the landing page. But then even then, you know, if you're, if you're using Facebook ads to be the starting point of your funnel to feed people into your sales funnel, then maybe it's something that has to do with your webinar that you're driving traffic to, or maybe it has something to do with your follow up email sequence. So there are other pieces of the puzzle. So that's why Facebook ads, you know, it's, it's important to get it right, but it's not the entire, the entire, you know, gold mine once you figure that out. And that's what I see like a lot of Facebook ads experts promoting and kind of selling their, you know, their audience on is that once you get the Facebook ad right, everything else falls into place. And that's just not the case. So I really want to, you know, educate people that it's a really important piece and I can show you how to do it, but um, it is only a piece of the puzzle. Okay. Love that. And I am guilty of boosting posts and I did it for the exact reason that you said, because it's so freaking easy. 
It's the lazy way to create a Facebook ad. And sometimes, Monica, I'm lazy. And that's why I did that. Okay. Well, we, we're all guilty. We're all guilty. <laughs> okay. On to three. The last biggest mistake that people are making. Yes. So the last biggest mistake is the lack of education. So people, you know, it's important as business owners, as entrepreneurs to be action takers. We've got to dive in and take action, get stuff done. Otherwise, we're not going to see results. But when we approach Facebook ads with that same way, without first educating ourselves on what our options are for Facebook ads, what type of ad we should be creating, what type of campaign we should be creating, you know, if we just dive in and try and figure out what all those options and buttons mean on our own without really understanding the process and and putting it together with that strategy, then that's where people don't get the results that they're looking for. And then they can end up, you know, giving up too quickly and having that lack of commitment. Okay, and lack of education, I have a solution for that problem. It's you. You are the solution. And I can tell you this, not just like giving you everything and you do it yourself, but in Flourish, when I was going through the modules, it came down to um, I was creating an audience. And I wanted to go through Flourish. What was I doing? Oh, I was promoting, I think, a YouTube Live when I was launching my YouTube channel. And I wanted to do a live training on YouTube. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this myself and I'm going to go through Flourish and I'm going to be like a good little student and do everything Monica tells me to do. And in one of those modules, we talked about creating an audience. And I created an audience in a way I've never created an audience before. Like you created the audience before you even created the ad, I think, is how you teach it yes. in Flourish. I've never done yeah. it like that before. Before I did it all like the same way. And I have like 100 million audiences from when I used to do it. And I just wasn't doing it correctly or strategically. Like the way you teach it, it's just so different. And it's so much easier. And it makes more sense. And for the first time, I created like a custom audience and a lookalike audience and just all of the things. So lack of education, that should not be a mistake because we have Monica here to help us with that. Um, so now that we know what the mistakes are and we're not going to make any more mistakes um, because we're going to give it time to work, we're going to have a strategy and we're going to know what the hell we're doing because you're teaching us how to do it. We are going to create ads that convert and you are going to walk us through six steps to do that. Yes. Six steps to create campaigns that convert. So the first step, and this really comes before you do anything, even if you're not ready to run Facebook ads right now, then you've got to make sure that you have the pixel placed on your website. And the pixel, it sounds very technical, and I am not a techie person. Even though I understand the ads manager, I am not a, techie, a techie like coder person. I don't understand HTML or any of those things, but I know how to place a pixel. So the pixel is basically a piece of code, and you don't under have to understand what it means, um, but it's a piece of code that is unique to your ad account that Facebook provides to you. And all you have to do is just copy it and paste it and put it into the header section of your website. And then that allows your website to communicate with Facebook. And so then you can use that data that your website is sending to Facebook to create audiences of people who visited your website, so any page on your website, or you can narrow down to create audiences of people who visited specific pages on your website or pages, you know, specific pages and not others. And so that gives you options when it does come to targeting and creating audiences. But then it also allows Facebook to be able to track the conversions because you have the pixel there. So then in the data that Facebook gives you about your campaign, 
it will tell you where those conversions are happening, which ads are providing those conversions and at what cost, which audiences are providing those conversions and at what cost. And then because Facebook can see where the conversions are happening, that's where the algorithm can get to work in finding more people who are like those people who are converting so that over time your costs decrease because Facebook is working for you to show your ad to the right people at the right time. So it all works together, but it all starts with the pixel getting on your website. And I think a super easy way to dumb that down is like, you know how when you search for something on the internet and then two hours later you see it again, that's because you were pixeled. Exactly. And that's it. And you have to see something like six, seven, eight, however many times before you actually like convert and not to convert to buy it, like convert to click on it. So like the pixel and the retargeting it does is amazing. Okay. Now I've asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask you again because... A, I might have forgotten, and B, it's good for people to listen and hear. Um, the pixel just works automatically. It just retargets automatically, right? Like, I don't need to do anything or click anything. Like, if I have an ad running and you go to my website, later on that day, you'll be retargeted. I don't have to touch anything. So, actually... Um, that can happen naturally just because Facebook will see that you are visiting the website. So of course you must be interested in what this person has to share. So you might actually, you know, be quote unquote retargeted with the ad. However, there is a retargeting strategy where if you want to make sure that the people who got to your landing page, but you know, got distracted and didn't opt in and you want to make sure that you're reminding them that they were interested in what you were offering there, then you can create an audience of people who visited that specific page and send an ad to them to remind them that they forgot to take action or, you know, Facebook doesn't want you to be too big brotherish and too creepy stalkerish. So you've got to be careful about the language that you use in that kind of ad, but you can remind them of your offer again. So you, there are two ways that you can do it. You can kind of, you know, assume that Facebook will kind of take care of it because it is picking up on who is interested um, in your offer. But if you really want to make sure that you're getting back in front of those people, which is a great strategy, um, and that can lead to low cost conversions, then you've got to create that specific audience yourself. Got it. Okay, cool. So that is step one. That's easy. You just have to know to copy and paste people. Okay. Exactly. Number two. So step number two comes back to the strategy. So get clear on what your goal is for the campaign. What are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to sell a course and you've got maybe an evergreen webinar funnel? So you're, you're going to use Facebook ads to drive traffic into your free webinar that will lead people to you know see your course. Um, or with my blogging clients, then a lot of times, they're monetizing via affiliate marketing in their blog posts and display ads on their on their blog posts. And so if we just drive traffic to their blog posts, then we know they're making money. And so that could be the strategy. So it could be very simple as we just want to drive more traffic or maybe we just want to get more eyes on this video that I really want to get this message out there to more people and get create more brand awareness around what I do and what I offer. Um, or, you know, maybe it is we want to get people to opt in and convert and and start going down that path of your sales funnel. So get really clear on what your goal is and what you're doing with this campaign. And Facebook actually makes you pick the goal, right? Yes. Like you can choose, yeah. I want more traffic. You can choose conversion and all of that. Like you have to choose. So you have to know before you set the ad up. 
Exactly. So that's where you've got to be really clear on what your goal is so that you can tell Facebook what your goal is so that Facebook can try to help you get those results that you're looking for. And you like a couple more than others. Yes. I think in most cases, um, driving traffic, if you have a monetized blog post, I think that that is a great place to start and it's a great place to start with um, a lower budget. So if you just want to kind of test the waters with Facebook ads and you have blog posts that you know make you money and bonus points that they're getting already getting great engagement on social media when you promote them or maybe they're getting a lot of pins and saves on Pinterest, um, then that's a great place to start because then with a smaller budget, you can get more results, meaning you can drive more traffic to that blog post. For a low cost, you can have more money available for testing and really kind of learn the waters of Facebook ads, um, learn how to create audiences and really test the waters there. Um, But then another strategy I mean, I'm always looking for a way to get a return on that investment. So monetize blog post is one. And then secondly, is if you do have a paid offer, so you have got a paid course or a paid service or, you know, um, uh, even a physical product, then you can have a funnel and you, you know, work through what that looks like. But you can create a funnel where Facebook ads are driving people, driving traffic into that funnel and introducing them to the free offer initially, usually uh, that leads to the paid offer. Okay, cool. So we have the goal. We told Facebook what the goal is. What comes next? Yes. So step three is to determine the budget. And this is a a question that I get a lot about like, well, what should my budget be? When I ask, you know, somebody who's, who's interested in working with me and my team, you know, they're like, well, what do you think it should be? So um, with that, Usually I recommend starting each test at five or $10 per day. And so each test can be an audience and ad combination. So really, you know, we can start with, you know, $5 a day um, on the low end, or we can go up to, you know, several hundred dollars a day. And I have clients in, in all ranges. Um, but um, the way that we break that down typically is we look at what audiences we want to target and how many different versions of the ad. And then we look at, well, what is the available budget? What do we feel comfortable with starting now, you know, on a per day basis? And then we can see how many tests we can run with that budget. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, at least I used to think it was all about the ad and what the ad looked like, but correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the audience more important? They all work together. So, Uh, There are three main elements. I call them the three pillars of high converting campaigns. And these are the three elements that really determine a campaign success. And so the first one is the offer. So the offer is that it's got to be an amazing offer that people want. And then secondly is the audience. You've got to get the amazing offer in front of the right people. So you've got to find the right people on Facebook. And then third is the ad has to grab attention. It has to stop their scroll in the newsfeed. And it has to also entice them to click or, you know, watch that video or click over and opt in whatever the goal of that offer is. So those are the three elements. So the audience is definitely one of the most important parts. Okay. And I love that we can start with a low budget of just $5 a day. Now remember, that's not like your entire budget because we're testing things. So you may be testing a couple of different ads with a couple of different audiences at $5 each. That's $20 a day. But 
you will pick the winner. Like after you do that a little bit, it's like, okay, this one's better than this one. So we're going to go down to three. Now this one isn't doing so well. So we'll go down to two. And then by the, by the end of the testing, you have one or two that clearly blow the other ones out of the water. And that's when you put more money into your budget. Exactly. That's when you start to scale slowly. Or you can, you know, see what's working and maybe you set up new tests to try. So yeah. It can be addicting and like a never ending process. It's so fun. This is what I love. I love I love that we get to use the analytical side of our brain and looking at the data and figuring out what's working. But then I also love that we get to use the creative side of our brain and thinking around, you know, what's another angle that we can approach this? What's another way that we can write the copy um, to grab people's attention or maybe a different image or even uh, – We'll, we'll get to the different options when it comes to the ads, but, but it, that's where I love that Facebook does gives us, give us so many options. And so we do get to be creative with it, but we also get to look at the data and put it all together to see what works. Love it. Okay. So we have the budget. We're going to start with yes. at least $5 a day. So what happens next? Yes. Okay. So, so then step four is really electing the audiences. And so that's where you get to choose which audiences you want to start with. So this, I think, really comes down to what is the offer and what is the goal. So if the goal is to promote an offer to people who already know you, uh, you know, then um, then you'll start with your warm audiences and pretty much stay there. So and that can depend on what the offer is. If you have a free offer and your goal is to grow your audience and make more people aware of you and you want to start doing that by offering you know, a free lead magnet, then that's where it can make sense to maybe target your warm audience, um, people who haven't already opted into your email list, but then also use what I call or what Facebook calls lookalike audiences, but they're my favorite type of audience. And that's where you can take your warm audiences and tell Facebook to find more people like them. So I love lookalike audiences because we put the work on Facebook to say, okay, look at these groups of people who are already interested in what I have to offer and help me find more people like them. So Facebook will look at, let's say you upload your email list into the platform. It'll create an audience of people who are already on your email list. And then you say, okay, Facebook, look at that email list and create a lookalike audience. So it'll look at all the people that are already on your email list. You know they're interested because they've already given you their email address to say that they want to hear from you and learn more from you. And then it, Facebook will look at their behaviors, look at their, you know, interests. What pages are they liking? Where are they commenting? You know, what videos are they viewing? Are they um, likely to click on an ad? It knows all these data points about us. You know, what websites are they visiting? And so it will look at that and kind of create a profile around the people who are on your email list already. And then it'll look at all its, you know, billions of users and say, well, these people kind of fit the mold of these people. So we're going to start showing the ads to these people because you've told us to look to um, show the ad to the lookalike audience of your email list. So does that make sense? It makes total sense. And you can do the same thing <laughs> with your website because I created an ad like that exactly. Too. So I did. Yes. One was targeting everybody who's visited my website before. And people, this is why we go back to step one and put the pixel on your website so we know who the hell's visiting your website. So I also created a lookalike audience of people who acted like the people who would visit my website. So same kind of idea. You're just using two different audiences. Yes. 
Yes. And that's why I love exploring a whole bunch of different lookalike audiences because we can create lookalike audiences of our Facebook fans and people who've engaged with our Facebook page, people who visited specific maybe blog posts on our on our page or landing or website uh, or specific landing pages on our website. And so we can get very granular and narrow down on those audiences to create lookalike audiences, or we can go very broad. But that's where I love testing a whole bunch of different lookalike audiences when the goal is to grow the audience because Facebook does a really great job at figuring out who should be in those audiences and who it should not include in those audiences. So those tend to convert really well. And then the last um, type of audience that we'll test are called saved audiences. And this is where we can do detailed targeting and that's where you can do the interest targeting um, or narrow in on demographics or behaviors. Um, some job titles can come up. So if you know that there is a you know really well-known large Facebook page out there that has your ideal audience and you want to get in front of them, this is where you can search in the detailed targeting section to see if they come up as an option to target. And so then you can get creative and kind of create this um, ideal audience profile to determine that, you know, um, my audience is following these pages or is interested in these brands and maybe their higher income, um, and you can really narrow or they have these job titles and you can really create a profile. And that's something that we're testing more and more with our, with our, um, clients as well. And you could probably create an ad that is so specific to that person. Like if, if this person say they like, um, we'll use Pat as an example because that's how we first met is in Pat right. Flynn's mastermind. So if these people like Pat Flynn, we could say in our ad, like we could call them out as people who listen to Smart Passive Income and then that would be like a super personal ad. Yes. Yeah, we can do that. And I'm we do have to be careful though because Facebook doesn't want us to be too big brotherish, as I said. So we just – it, if we don't want to be creepy, so, but we can say, you know, I think that is a good, a good strategy though. I know that, um, there is a really well-known website that does ads that it says, you know, everything, um, that 30 year olds must be doing if they're a personal finance blog and everything that 30 year olds should be doing to make more money this year or something like that. And so they target 30 year olds. Yeah. And so they're very specific. Yeah. Or they'll, they'll target specific states. So here are the latest changes on XYZ in the state of Georgia and they'll target Georgia with that ad. So yeah, you can get very strategic in that way too. Awesome. Okay. Number five. Okay. So number five is where we construct the creative. So this is where we get creative and dive into what kind of ad we want to create. What kind of ad will resonate with our audience? So remember the ad has two jobs. First, it has to grab attention because when you think about Facebook, I compare Facebook to like Times Square in New York City. There's a lot going on. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of bright, shiny objects. There are a lot of distractions, flashing lights, and Facebook is the same. There's a lot of people, family, friends, Facebook groups, a lot of things that are vying for our attention. And so you've got to think about, you know, your audience member, your ideal audience member, and what they're doing when they're interacting on Facebook. They're, you know, usually you know, maybe passing time, wasting time, um, and killing time. And so they're scrolling. And so how is your ad going to grab attention? Usually it does that by the visual. So that could be the video or the image that you use in the ad. 
Um, and then it can also be with the ad copy, the ad messaging can help to grab attention as well. But usually the visual is the first thing that will catch people's eye. So those two pieces have to work together to grab people's attention and then also entice them to take action. That's the second job that the ad has to do. It has to first grab attention and then it has to entice them to take that action that you really want them to take to move through with your offer. And do you have a couple kinds of ads that you like more than others? So I typically start with a static image ad. Um, and then it depends on what the offer is. If we're driving traffic to a blog post, then it's a very simple looking ad. It's a static image ad with just an intriguing headline that can help grab attention as well. And then a little bit of text above the image because we want people to be enticed to click through and then engage with the monetized blog post. Um, so if we are offering a free lead magnet or a webinar or something to that effect, then we will have, um, we might start testing a static image ad, but then we'll have a headline kind of that explains what the offer is. So we might say free training, um, how to X, Y, Z in three easy steps or something like that. And then we'll have longer ad copy above the image because when we're offering something like that, we need to give them more information as to what the offer is, what the benefits are going to be to the reader of, you know, opting in for that offer, why we're credible in being able to, to offer that, you know, how we know what we know. And so we give um, more information in that ad copy. So we want people to engage with the ad a little bit longer because once they click through, we want them to be committed to actually opting in. So we want to see at least, you know, 40 to 50%, if not more conversion rate on the landing page when we're offering a free offer like that. So with the ad, we really need to make sure that we're giving them that information so that when they click through, they're committed to taking that next step and opting in. Um, so I usually will start with testing a static image, but then, um, especially when we work with our clients who are great on video, we always like to test a video ad because those can work really well. Um, carousel ads can work really well to explain more about what the offer is and kind of in, entice that engagement. So a carousel ad is where we can have multiple images or videos so people can actually kind of scroll through and see more you know details about what the offer is as they scroll so that's this is where we can get creative and have a lot of fun um, because there's there's no one right ad top type for the offer um, but this is where testing definitely can make a difference okay and then the last step step six is yes step six we've been talking about it's testing and tweaking. So as we said, you know, once we get this going, we like to set up a few tests so that we can start to narrow in on what's working, what's not, turn off the ones that aren't working after we've given the algorithm enough time. So at least three to four days, we don't want to be too hasty in turning things off quickly. I've seen tests take at least a week in order for them, the cost to really come down and then the algorithm really sees what's working. So three to four days on the low end. Um, and then we, that's where we can test, you know, once we see, okay, well, these audiences, these specific audiences are working really great. Then I like to use those best performing audiences to test different versions of the ad and see if we can get that cost even lower. Okay, perfect. Awesome. And I feel like something that is super important is the testing and tweaking part because yes it takes a lot to like get past these mistakes to set up the ad but once the ad is running you want to make sure it's working and that's where the testing and tweaking comes into play and something that you do very well in flourish is you go step by step telling everybody 
what to do. And you actually, like I did it with you. Like you would say to do something in your course and then I would go and do it. And then there's that period after you hit publish where you need to wait a few days because you have to remember the number one mistake is people aren't giving it time. So you have to wait a few days and then you go to module six and it will tell you like what to look for. If this is working, this is what you'll see. If it's not working, this is what you'll see and this is how you change it and all of that. So that is super important and I'm so excited to be going live with you next week so we can get into this like even deeper. We just scratched the surface and I think it's safe to say that this is like need to know information for anybody in business because Facebook ads are not going anywhere. It's true. And people they have, are getting on Facebook still all day, every day. All day, every day. I mean, we still see, you know, we there uh, over time, because I've been doing this for a few years now. I mean, we've seen costs creep up a little bit, but really it is not significant. Facebook is not becoming too expensive. And as, as a form of advertising, it is still super cheap. And because you can get so targeted and so specific, once you know who you're trying to speak to, you can find them on Facebook. And then also with our agency, we're doing more with Instagram ads. We're absolutely loving Instagram ads. And Facebook is always giving us more options, um, which can make it seem a little bit overwhelming, but we are always testing that and figuring out what's working. So it's a lot of fun. Um, but they're also you know, giving us a lot of options um, so that we can try and get in front of the right people in the right way. And that's another thing I was going to bring up. Like, it's not just Facebook ads, people. Like, in case you forgot, Facebook owns Instagram. So Monica does Instagram ads, too, which are different. Like, when you you can create an ad in Facebook and you could click that button that says send this to Instagram. But what you're not forgetting is, A, there's probably different people on Instagram than are on Facebook. Um, I would venture to guess that people on Instagram are younger than people on Facebook, generally speaking. Instagram's image is usually a square. Um, with an Instagram video, you only have a minute. On Facebook, you have longer than a minute. And then you have, God, this is like my freaking pet peeve with Instagram. It is a freaking struggle to get those line breaks in your copy. And Monica knows how to get those line breaks in your copy so it's easy to read. So you definitely want to head to monicalouie.com slash Christina so you can hang out with us more because I know this has not been enough for you. We will tell you even more um, next week if you're listening to this when it comes out. If you're not listening to this right when it's published, then no worries because there's still amazing goodness for you at monicalouie.com slash Christina. Monica, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. This is a lot of fun. Okay. Well, let's have more fun next week. We'll do it again. Sounds great. Okay. And don't forget that on Wednesday... April 17th. You can hear more from Monica. Just head to monicalouie.com slash Christina. I will put that information and more in the show notes. But if you head there, you can get all signed up for the webinar where Monica is actually going to take those six simple steps to create a campaign and break them down even more and give you some visuals. So it'll be super easy for you. So make sure you head to monicalouie.com slash Christina to sign up. I will be joining her because I think she's amazing. Like I said, I've hired her agency. I've gone through her course. And listen, Facebook's not going anywhere. The ads aren't going anywhere. As you all know, I don't like advertising, but I like Facebook ads because you can get so super targeted and you can have the smallest budget in the world and you can still profit. 
but the only way you're going to profit is if you actually know what the hell you're doing. So you need to listen to people like Monica. MonicaLouie.com slash Christina. Get all signed up to join us for the masterclass happening Wednesday, April 17th. And if you're listening to this after the fact, maybe you're a couple of weeks behind. Maybe you're just finding me and this date has long come and gone. There's still a freebie there that you can grab. So head to MonicaLouie.com slash Christina and I will see you all very soon.